You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Sunday nights on Showtime. My mission is your mission. From the producers of Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard comes The Man Who Fell to Earth. Academy Award nominee Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is the next step. Nothing will be the same. Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris. They are coming for you. The Man Who Fell to Earth. Series premiere streaming April 24th on Showtime. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and I am your host along with Ryan. So we're really excited about our guest today. You may have heard or probably seen the hashtag recast T'Challa on social media. Well, it has gained a lot of momentum since the news broke from Marvel Studios that T'Challa is not going to be recast after the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman. So there has been an uproar on social media about having T'Challa, also known as the Black Panther, to be recast in the new film Wakanda Forever, as well as other sequels of the Black Panther franchise. But we're excited to have Emmanuel Noisette, also known as E-Man. He's a Chicago-based film critic and the creator of E-Man's Movie Reviews. He's a Rotten Tomatoes approved critic and member of the Critics' Choice Association, Hollywood Critics Association, and African American Film Critics Association. He also is the creator of the recast T'Challa hashtag. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this incredible podcast where myself and Ryan, as well as Eman, break down our thoughts about Black Panther, the passing of Chadwick Boseman, the recasting of this legendary character, and so much more on this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have a co-host today, the lovely Jamie, head Black Girl Nerd in charge. Always love you to talk with her. And you guys, we have an episode for you today, a guest for you today, because do you remember where you were when you heard Wakanda Forever, right? That iconic moment, the hand cross, you know, T'Challa walking into Shuri's workshop, her lab, and the Dora Milaje behind him, like those iconic moments, right? A Black Panther, just what that means to the Black community, what that means to us. And, um, you know, so we're coming up on the second film being created. Finally, you know, don't quote the date because, you know, only Marvel has the secrets. Only they know. But I'm going with November. So Black Panther, Wakanda forever. And, you know, this idea of is there anybody else worthy to drink the heart shaped herb? You know what I mean? Like, is there anybody else worthy to feel the also talented R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman lost him August uh, 2022 or 2020, sorry, um, from colon cancer. 
And it's like, is there anybody else worthy to wear that suit? You know, where do we go next coming into the second film? Because we're all trying to make guesses because Marvel has a secret. Nobody knows. And well, somebody might know a little bit of secrets. I'm talking about Emmanuel Eman Noisette. He is the director of Chicago Indie Critics and the film critic of themovieblog.com. And he also, you guys, in January started a change.org petition where he talked about hashtag recast T'Challa. How you doing, Eman? What's up? What up? What up? So you got to You got to break it down for us. Right. Take us back to January, because like at the start, you had 55,000 signatures. So people were interested. They were interested yeah. in the recast to China. So take us there. Um, how did you come up with it? What was your thought process? Yeah. So it all really started with um, Kevin Foggy's decision or Marvel Studios after Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, the. Uh, the decision to not recast was made uh, just a couple months after his passing. Uh, he passed in August, as you mentioned, of 2020. And then um, in December, Marvel came out and was like, yeah, well, you know, we're just not going to recast. And it was an odd thing to receive at the time because I, I don't think anyone was really thinking about Black Panther 2, which was supposed to come out two years after that like right we were still kind of like grieving and processing and and it just felt really premature and like while I was processing everything that they were talking about you know I started to notice I was like wait a minute like he said that you, they're just not going to recast he didn't say well we're not going to recast for Black Panther 2 he didn't say we're not going to recast for now he just said we're just not going to recast and I was like wait a minute are y'all going to throw him in the background like you did Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious movies, or are y'all about to actually kill T'Challa? And I was just like, wait, like, no, y'all can't do this. Like, this cannot be a thing. So I did like this real deep dive into uh, Chadwick Boseman, just because he, he had always been like one of my favorite actors, right? Like, I, I actually got a chance to talk to him during um, when he came to Chicago for a Marshall um, uh, movie premiere. And I mean, look, for them three minutes, I thought I could retire as a film critic. I was done. I made it. You know, I talked to Chadwick <laughs> Boseman. So, you know, of course, his death, like, hit me real hard uh, professionally and personally. Um, but, you know, after the announcement from Marvel, like, I just did this deep dive into, you know, all his interviews, his speeches, like, just anything that people who knew him would say about him and just so on and so forth. And I, I came across that one. Um, it was this one video from Roland Martin on uh, Roland Martin Unfiltered. And uh, it was during like Cicely Tyson's passing. And Martin brought up the fact that he was texting uh, Chadwick right before he passed. Like this was a couple of weeks or so, um, you know, back when Chadwick was losing a lot of weight and people were really concerned about him and everything. And Chadwick expressed to Roland that he wanted people to see the role and not him. That was the job of an actor to see the role and what you do with it. And it was at that point that I was like, yo, that's what Chadwick wanted. That's what Chadwick, that's how he viewed his work, not as an actor, because he called himself an artist. And I'm like, okay, so he wants us to look at the role. And I saw how much he valued the role of T'Challa because he valued all of his roles. This is coming from his manager, Michael Green. He never took on a role that he didn't view to be really important. And we've seen that, right? Uh, um, you know, Jackie Robinson, 
uh, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, James Brown, and T'Challa. Like Chadwick really wanted us to see those roles for what they were. And in a sense, you could probably surmise that he believed those roles were bigger than himself. So it was at that point that I felt compelled, like, yo, you know what? I I know Marvel has their heart in the right place. I know they want to do right by Chadwick and all that. But I honestly think that the better thing to do to be a little bit more consistent with what he's put into his roles and acting is to recast because recasting has never really been a bad thing. It's not a negative thing as some people um, might assume it to be. Uh, it, it never tarnishes anyone's legacy. If actually the, the opposite happens when you recast a lot of times it keeps those actors and their roles relevant for years to come. I right. mean, when you look at any popular fictional character most of the time they're popular because they've been recast even if they failed you know i mean and and i saw you know i'm not sorry to bring it up but there's a stark difference between white popular characters and black fictional characters white popular characters they get recast all the time batman superman spider-man james bond whatever it is and it's because of recasting that they gain this privilege of failing and still succeeding you know and i'm like can can we get some of that for our black characters too you know um we t'challa is the first leading black character in uh mainstream comics right came about during the civil rights era no less um and he was literally created to be the embodiment of the anti-stereotype for black characters at that time Jack Kirby even said, I looked around, you know, this is obviously dated in his quote, uh, the blacks didn't have anything, didn't have anyone to look up to. So I created a king of his own nation that's never been enslaved, never been, you know, colonized. Like, so, Chap, you know, uh, T'Challa was literally created to be the embodiment of black representation so that it could also be a springboard for others, too, you know. And Chadwick coming in being the very first leading black MCU character, you know, and, and actor at that point, he's literally black history. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense to put that off to the side or to shelve that character because you would never do this with white popular characters or actors. You just wouldn't. You would Kevin Feige would lose his job if somebody said, yo, you got to get rid of Spider-Man. And you can never oh, recast. Absolutely, them. yeah. Like uh-huh. that, anybody at WB would lose a job if they never did another Batman movie. Like it's just not going to happen. And I'm like, yo, I, I'm totally here for the cast, the crew, family, whoever needs time to grieve. Process. I'm totally here for all of that. I'm not even here talking about you know nobody else can uh, be highlighted in terms of other black characters. But I'm like. All these other white characters get addition and multiplication. Why do black characters have to get substitution or subtraction? I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to highlight, let's say, Supergirl, you don't get rid of Superman. You just bring her along and you have him be right there next to her. And then she goes off and does her own thing, you know? And and I'm like, why why can't we just have that same energy with uh, T'Challa, someone that a character that has so much legacy and heritage and, and symbolism at that. Um, you know, so for me, I'm like, yo, we got to recast. 
I think it honors Chadwick's legacy. Um, I think it, um, it it has way more benefits and positives than it would by momentarily shelving him and allowing his memory potentially to be erased. I, I agree with you, Emmanuel. Like, I find it very interesting. Like, first and foremost, I think when people first responded to Chadwick's death, obviously it was a big blow to all of us. And I completely sympathize with you when you said you had a moment interviewing Chadwick. I had the opportunity to interview him as well. And what an amazing human being he was. Um, But when people reacted, it was a very interesting polarizing reaction that I noticed online. There were groups of fans that said, do not under any circumstances recast this role. This role was meant for Chadwick. You know, he's baked into T'Challa. We don't want to see this happen. And then there was the fans like you that suggesting, you know, we we should recast T'Challa. Why not? And I'm also of that belief. Like, we've obviously recast many, many actors throughout the years. But I do sort of sympathize with understanding, not that I agree with them, but I understand why people don't want to have him recast or even why maybe Kevin Feige and the the Marvel team decided against that is because Chadwick, his persona, his legacy was baked in so much into the character. Mm -hmm. And we didn't get to see Chadwick evolve with T'Challa like we would have expected him to had he still, you know, been with us today. So I understand that, but I am of the belief and I do agree that, you know, we should recast because white actors all the time get that benefit of being recast in roles over and over and over. Um, And we don't have that many black superheroes. I mean, T'Challa is larger than life. And this film did a ridiculous amount of money at the box office. So when we think of black superheroes now, we think of T'Challa, Yeah, you know, and then we forget about what Wesley Snipes did for us back in the day and what Robert Townsend did for us back yeah. in the day. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, but we, but we do think of that. So I think it's, it's two things. I think it's the fact that there is a lack of black superheroes yeah. and that, and Hollywood's not used to that. Like this is literally like a paradigm shift for them. Um, And then the fact that so many of us were attached to Chadwick and his loss was so sudden Mm -hmm. and there, who knows, maybe there's some sort of guilt or we just feel like, why do we need to recast? Maybe there's other ways of going about this story. And, you know, there are stories within the Black Panther universe where, you know, Shuri takes on the mantle and becomes Black Panther herself and all of those things. But so I get it from both perspectives, but I do weigh in more on, you know, the folks in your camp and you that say we should recast. As a matter of fact, you know, not too long, I would say about a month or so after his passing, I was rallying for Yaya to to do it. (laughs) You know, that was my number one pick. That was my number one pick, too. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, you can go ahead um, if you want to, Emmanuel. But I was just going to say, I was, I mean, I was actually going to go down that train. I was like, what if we play this out? Um, because, you know, I was when it first, obviously it was hard for me to watch the movie. I'm a huge Black Panther fan as everybody on this this episode right now. 
So I was thinking, well, what do we do next? Like, how do you even begin to figure this out? And I feel like Marvel was like, you know, Marvel always has those decisions where they're like, okay, do we, we play it safe? Although in the black community, you know, as you guys are bringing up excellent points, it's viewed a different way, but he's, they're thinking, okay, well, how do we re-envision this? You know what I mean? How do we live up to what Chadwick Boseman presented? But you're right. If you get rid of T'Challa, you're getting rid of, you know, this history fact that this symbol for a lot of, um, you know, the black community, black culture that you forget about because you get so caught up in that, you know, that emotion of it when we first um, lost him and what that meant. And, you know, you know how iconic and how many, you know, roles he played and what he meant to the community, because a lot of people are like, well, I feel like I lost, um, you know, a black superhero, the uh, superhero Mm -hmm. when he passed away. But I was going to, you know, I was going to play this out and I'm I'm curious what you guys think. Um, we brought out Yaya a little bit. You know, if we go down that path, it was that option to say, OK, we're going to recast them. Who who fits into that? You know, like who who can who do you guys like uh, kind of pick out? Because I'm thinking like if you follow in the comics, my initial thought, um, you know, before a lot of things went down and, you know, she got injured on the set. You know, the whole thing about the vaccines was Letitia Wright, because in the comics, you know, eventually, you know, his sister does come into play. But she right. was like, you know, a lot of things went into that, into that situation where, you know, I don't think, you know, I don't know if that's going to be a thing down the line or anything like that. But what do you guys like? What would you guys think as far as like casting choices? Um, I mean, yeah, you, you know, Jamie hit it right on the head. Like for me, Yaya was always my number one pick. Um, But at the same time, I mean, th- you know, one thing I've witnessed online um, is the difficulty it is for a lot of those people uh, that Jamie was talking about earlier about how um, they didn't want to see the role recast. But at the same time, a lot of people could not foresee anyone taking on the role either. You, you'd often hear people say, I can't see nobody else but Chadwick. No, like no one <laughs> else could do it. And the thing is, we don't really keep that same energy with white characters. Now, I'm not saying every white character. Some are, right. you know, like Rocky. It's hard to see another Rocky besides <laughs> you know someone, would, right? I would, you know. I, would actually, I would actually disagree with you on that. Okay. There, okay. there are, when it comes to Batman casting, right. oh man, people go in. Like, yeah. for example, Robert Pattinson, when he was yep. first announced, people were like, the the Twilight boy? The vampire? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, hey. hell no. And like, look at him. He is amazing He's thriving Wayne Batman yeah thriving but like that to to that point that is one of the reasons why I've been trying to um undo this stigma with recasting because a lot of times fans get it wrong let's not forget fan well going way way back fans were against Bruce Willis being in Die Hard they did not like it at the time we didn't have social media then but at the time, they didn't like it. They didn't like Michael Keaton as Batman, the stand-up comedian that. being a Batman. What? You know, I didn't remember. make sense. Yep. We saw all the vitriol for Heath Ledger. Oh, uh, my d- God. Joker? D- what? <laughs> Brokeback Mountain? That guy? Yeah. What? Gal Gadot? Wonder Woman? You know, yeah. but yet, here's <laughs> the thing. And I try to tell people, like, fans are kind of like uh, sports fans as well. Movie fans are like sports fans. We don't believe things usually until we see it. Until it starts winning. Right. Once you start winning, once it's successful, then we're like, oh, hey, actually, I enjoyed that. Hey, actually, they did a good job, you know. So it's one of those things where I don't put a lot of stock in the people that say that nothing like no one else could ever do that. Because right. unless you're omniscient or you have some sort of <laughs> foresight, I don't know how you can envision the fact that nobody else, no black actors are talented enough not to be Chadwick because actors don't do that right they don't try to be the last actor they try to put their own imprint on things and give you something different 
And there's nothing wrong with different, even though people are afraid of different because it's unknown. But there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, I, I would also say that when you talk about the black actors that could play this role, I think it's important for us to also understand that these are prime opportunities, you know, for oh, yeah. because, you know, Jamie, as you mentioned earlier, we don't have a lot of black superheroes, but we also don't have a lot of black actors in leading roles exactly. that help us envision more actors taking on these roles. And that's why I'm like, hey, you know what? We have to um, broaden our imaginations, our visions, and allow this role to happen because a leading role in Marvel is prime real estate. It's a prime opportunity for any actor. Wasn't nobody checking for Tom Holland while he was doing backflips in his backyard until he became Spider-Man. You know, nobody was really checking for Chris Hemsworth until he became Thor. Uh, Same thing for Chris Pratt. Yeah, Parks and Rec was cool, but like after he became Star Lord and he became a Marvel leading character, his career boomed. So for me, I'm like, we need to have, uh, we shouldn't take those pieces off the table. That leading role, we don't want to take it off the table. We we always talk about we want a seat at the table. We don't want to replace them with another seat. We want to add seats to the table. You know, so yes, I'm totally for uh, um, Shuri, for example, stepping up taking a mantle and all that. And I really try and tell people to um, stop thinking of this as an either or situation. Like when right. I say recast the child, it doesn't mean I don't want to see Shuri level up. Like I got three black daughters. I need them to see Shuri level up. I want them to see strong empowered black women as well. Um, that is equally as important. And, you know, what I try to push for is saying um, similar to the comics, if we're really playing this out, I want, the movies to do what the comics have been doing, which is they push levels of black representation to new heights. Right. So not only do they start introducing, um, um, you know, like the Dora Milaje, you know, they, they introduce, uh, um, you know, the black love concept with, with Storm and T'Challa. They introduce Shuri, not just being the little sidekick sister, but she literally becomes a goddess. You know, um, they push it to the level where they break tradition, where it's not just T'Challa that's the Black Panther. She was too. They had both of them at the same time. And I'm sitting here thinking like, that's what I want to see on screen. I want to see two strong Black, a Black man, a Black woman, two strong, power, powerful people being on screen at the same time and we cheer for both of them i have not seen that yet and black panther has all the potential to do it but if we don't recast i feel like we fall into a, a state of regression where it's just kind of be like just well we can only have one or the other and one is one group will feel less represented than the other and i'm like no we gotta I, like i'm i'm like Issa. i'm rooting for everyone and every you know everything black so <laughs> give me all of it give me the strong shuri give me the t'challa give me give me everything without taking stuff away because we've come too far and we don't have enough to settle for less i agree with you completely i think some of those people that utter those sentiments about one or the other really haven't read the comics yeah. so it's like you guys really need to look at your history and know that we can definitely have both of these characters on the screen and you brought you brought up actually a really good point about black leading men that whoever takes on this this role if if there is a recast that will happen which i believe it will mm -hmm. if there is a recast 
um, this actor is going to be like a superstar. Oh yeah. And, and to kind of, to kind of shake things up a little bit, I was actually having a conversation recently with a fellow film critic of mine. And we were talking about like, who's going to be the next black leading male big star right now, because right now that star is Will Smith. Right. And Will Smith is kind of in some trouble right now. (laughs) So you just a little bit. So it's like, who else other than Will Smith is like a leading man box office star? And when we thought about it, we were just like, um, I'm like, I can't really think of anybody that's like mm. on Will Smith's level, right? Like, and then I brought up Michael B. Jordan and, you know, he was like, yeah, but Michael B. Jordan needs to be like in a property of his own, not like a whole bunch of IPs, like, right. you know, Black Panther and, and the video game series that he did for Amazon and all that. So um, that goes back into what you were saying before about like, we need more Black leading male and female stars out there. So that way they can easily, studios can easily be like, oh yeah, well, we can yeah. recast this actor as that yeah. because yeah, it's like, why is there only one? Like, why is it hard for us to come up with who is the next, you know, mm. leading male star if Will Smith decides he doesn't want to make another film in 10 years or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that I, I'm curious to know, you know, Ryan, Emmanuel, like what are your thoughts about like when it comes to like the leading stars like, who do you think could, like, fill in? <laughs> who could take the mantle of Will Smith, supposedly? And then also, like, why do you think that there's this huge disparity when it comes to, you know, box office actors in these leading roles um, that are of color versus the white actors? Which I guess the easy answer is because racism. But I, <laughs> I love your nuanced take on it. <laughs> yeah. Just like I didn't realize before I tried to, because I wrote down some things like John David Washington, Corey Hawkins, but it's like they're in their own categories where, which is sad because you don't realize that you're categorizing a lot of these actors Mm -hmm. um, where they could probably easily break out of that shell. But it's like that mindset of there is not enough examples for us. So we keep thinking like it has to be this ultra new, like somebody coming out the woodwork we never heard of that has to fit into, you know, T'Challa's role if they recast because you're trying to envision, like a lot of people did say Michael B. Jordan, but I'm like, no, he's Killmonger. You know, like they took that, you know, when he was when he was on his like rise now, they took that, you know, that took that kind of away from us in that sense. But, you know, he would be, to me, he would be in, in other people's eyes and seeing our comments, he would be the next if he wasn't already in Marvel Universe doing his own other things and he needs his own world, his own place to fit now where that's not even an option. Um, but it's just, it's because and a lot of the black actors too are in these, like, you know, not like it's a bad thing because the shows do represent, but in these like gangster type of roles, like different shows. And you're like, well, can we really see them being that superhero putting on that suit? Like, can we take away from, you know, if they were in straight out of Compton, if they're in like, you know, whatever, Queen Sugar or whatever, like some of these, these black men that we're watching, can we take them out of that role and put them in Marvel in that superhero world? Mm. Because that's that's a lot of the stuff that we get the accolades and stuff for, you know, like you're not always until somebody like, you know, a Chadwick Boseman breaks that mold where everybody's like, hmm, well, they they bring these people to the box office. Yeah, we already know we do, right. but it takes like that person to, to, to break through there. And, you know, um, with the, what Emmanuel was saying, um, I, I feel that that like I didn't realize it before. But yeah, if they don't recast, if there's not 
um, that certain spin on this next movie, is it going to be another five, 10 years? And we're like fighting again to the top. Like, you know, they're afraid to put certain people in the front of the camera for these Marvel films, for these superhero films that bring this big box box office. Cause they're like, Oh, well, people aren't going to come. Well, we showed you we are, but is it going to take like five or 10 more years for you to believe us again? If it's not recast properly, or if, you know, they make a misstep, you know, it's, it's, it's just so much riding on it, which it shouldn't be. It should just be like, Hey, we want to do this. Like they've done like eight or 10 Batman movies. It should be like, hey, we want to go into this next chapter of Black Panther. We need to finish the story out. You know, we need to continue this story right. So we got this person. But it's just so much emphasis on it has to be done right. Will they let us hit another shot if it's not? It's just like so many questions, um, you know, because of racism, because of how, you know, it plays out in Hollywood. And where do you go from there? Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great points. Great points. Um, I, I think, you know, this is funny because Denzel Washington talked about this that that concept of there can only be one you know um he he even talked about this back in 94 i want to say um where somebody asked him like hey uh, uh how does it feel to be like the next sydney portier you know and he was like well feels kind of racist <laughs> you know like why can't i be yeah. the next denzel <laughs> you know um <laughs> right. now of course at the same time it was an honor because sydney portier is like the goat you know right but um but yeah it is really messed up to be pigeonholed uh in, in such a uh small lane and and not only denzel talked about it but chadwick talked about it as well um he talked about specifically how debilitating and frightening it is when audiences will conceive that there can only be one lead actor one lead black actor for a movie at a time um and he even went on to say like how that disparity does not happen with white actors you can have something like i don't know oceans 11 where you got brad pitt and matt damon and george clooney and you got all these leading character uh, actors in one movie showcasing and it doesn't take anything away no one is sitting here thinking like well there can only be one no like they all flourish and the only time black actors will come together is like or leading actors is if it had to do with like slavery or something you know so yeah. you know mm-hmm. it, it, i think I think breaking that formula definitely helps. You know, Black Panther was close to that. I mean, we had a phenomenal cast. I mean, the Queen, uh, Angela Bassett, Lupita, Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick, Forrest Whitaker. I mean, you had some great names all in one movie. And I think that added to that mystique, that element of this is something special, right? It was like an all-star cast, so to speak. Um, and, and, you know, we need to, I, I would say this, like, if we're talking about um, those lead roles, we have to also know how this works with audiences, right? Because, um, Ryan, you were talking about, like, you know, what's bankable and stuff like that, you know, like for the movies, and is it going to make money? One thing that, at least this is my observation, one thing that helps with bringing audiences back to theaters is creating a level of familiarity, but it's not through the mantles. It's through the characters that define the mantles, right? And my concern, my concern with not just Black Panther 2, but like moving forward, if they never recast T'Challa, is that you're just going to play hot potato with the mantle. Oh, well, sure, he gets the mantle. This one, well, next one, we'll give it to somebody else and we'll give it to somebody else, you know? And to me, I'm like, you're devaluing 
what the mantle means. Sure, it might give off the impression that, hey, little kids, anyone can be Black Panther. But at the same time, if anyone can be it, it's not as important and significant. And, you know, I think it's one of the reasons why I've always told people, like, we don't really like audiences don't really care about mantles as much as they care about the characters. And it's one of the reasons why we've never gone to a 007 movie. We've only gone to James Bond movies. Mm. 007 is a mantle. Other anyone could be 007, but we care about James Bond. That's the re they even had a sister that was 007. <laughs> like five minutes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but people yeah, came right for, for James Bond. Now I was you can give me a movie with her all day, personally, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's that it's that level of connectivity and familiarity that audiences do. And that's why I'm like, I don't want us to lose that by not recasting T'Challa. Because even if you were to pass the mantle on, just like in the comics, by the way, T'Challa is still present. And that's one of the things that, you know, I I told you guys, I think I mentioned this before, but it's one of those things that I don't think people, I think people will miss this, uh, especially for my black men out there, the brothers. And and I know, unfortunately, there are some negative sentiments out there that are like anti-Shuri and we don't want to see her, you know, take the mantle. I'm, I'm not in that camp whatsoever. Um, But I think the important thing that gets missed is we need T'Challa there to be in support of Shuri. And I think that's vital for young black boys or, um, you know, black men, whoever, to see what it looks like to see a powerful king, a powerful superhero supporting a strong black woman you know, who's making it on her own, doing her own thing. She's maybe, I don't know, maybe she's queen regent, whatever they want to do, but he's in support of her. Like in the comics, he would be like, yo, you're my queen, you know, like you're you're running things. I'm, I'm backing you up. I think that is equally as important to be seen on screen, especially when it comes to representation. You know, I've, I've heard many times, you know, black sisters say we don't feel uh, uh, protected or defended by black men. This is one way to kind of get that ball rolling because all these superheroes are created to ideally be role models, you know, for people. And I'm like, that that's that's a role model I want to see. That's something I appreciated in the comics with T'Challa was that his his respect for other women was paramount. And I was just like, yo, this is so dope. We can't lose that. So I hope we don't. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I mean, I I. I don't know, maybe I'm an optimist here. I feel like somewhere down the line, Marvel is going to shift their perspective on the casting. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious to know from you, you've done this huge petition and you've done a lot of press for it, done TV interviews. Um, How has it been so far? Like, have you gotten any response from anyone in the Marvel camp in response to your your petition? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes and no. So... Uh, when I first started, uh, I actually reached out to Marvel first, like before I even created the petition, because the petition was something I wanted to. I knew that this was a very emotionally charged position, you know, and, and it was going to have mixed reactions. So I wanted to do my due diligence in making sure that I was as respectful and mindful of anyone and everyone involved you know um and one of the things i did i actually reached out to marvel and i said like hey um i'm thinking about doing something like this and um hypothetically how, how would you feel because they can't they couldn't you know 
officially comment on it, which is fine. I get that. And they were like, you know what? They gave me a generic answer, which was like, hey, we respect fans, you know, liking and loving their characters and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Cause that's, that's where this is coming from. This is coming from a position of love and respect for T'Challa, for Chadwick Boseman and, you know, the Black Panther IP and so on and so forth. Um, but they have declined officially for comment um in terms of you know responding to it and and i respect that that's fine i'm sure they don't want to uh rock the boat uh, uh you know or ruffle any other feathers um but the thing is is that i i never expected them to respond um my petition was always a stepping stone to get the conversation going um because i i didn't think people understood the nuances like this is not the snyder cut you know, or release the Snyderverse or whatever, you know, little fan driven thing. That's not what this is. This has always been a conversation about black representation. Um, it, it's been about like, how do we honor um, the, the the people that we're talking about here? Um, you know, especially Chadwick in this situation. Um, what do these roles mean? What does it mean for actors and their opportunities, you know, black actors? Um, so it, it was always a much more nuanced conversation and that's why I tell people, like, the whole recast the child thing, it's not a demand. You know, it's not like you do this or else. It's, right. it's a statement. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's no different than how saying Black Lives Matter. It's not an option or a choice or demand. No, it's just saying Black Lives Matter. So in this case, yo, recast T'Challa because T'Challa should, you know, be significant. He should continue. His portrayal, you know, was cut too short. Like, we don't know what he's going to be like as a king. We don't know what he's going to be like as a husband, as a father, as a warrior, as a brother. We don't know because he's just getting started, you know, and I'm like, it's kind of messed up if we end it so soon, because sadly, and this is probably the other the other portion, because I agree with you, Jamie. I do think that they will eventually recast. Maybe a variant comes through or time travel. I mean, look, this time travel, magic, all this stuff, anything can happen. Right. But the the unsettling, the most unsettling thing, which is something I wanted to communicate in the petition as well, was it's it's very discomforting to think about Marvel potentially using Chadwick's death as a plot device in the movie. Mm. And that's the part that makes me just feel very uncomfortable. And I'm like, look, again, it's fiction. You can literally tell whatever variations of stories that you want, but this is kind of the problem when you tie actors to the character, because what you do to the character, you're now doing to the actor, you know? And I'm like, please don't go killing him with cancer in the movie out of nowhere for no reason, you know, because now it's like, whether they mean it or not, whether it's intentional or not. And I do believe their hearts are in the right place. You're going to be profiting off of his death. And that's Mm. really unsettling because, you know, and this, I, I actually, I saw a poll on Twitter had over 2000 people responding. It asked four questions or it asked, it had four options. What's the main thing that you're looking forward to the most in um, Black Panther 2? The least was exploring the world of Wakanda. Like that came in like 14%. Nobody really cared about seeing more Wakanda. Then the le- the second least was Shuri or somebody else taking the mantle. So again, we don't really care about mantles like that. The second uh, or the third least was um, seeing a villain, you know, Namor, whoever. But the number one answer was everyone wanted to see 
how Marvel's going to treat Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa. Like, what are you going to do? So to me, I'm like, yo, if you go around making his death the center of whatever you're doing in this movie, I personally find that problematic because I don't think you have to do it. You, Like I said, you got a multiverse, you got time travel, you got magic, you got all these different works of fiction to use and you don't have to kill this character off for what potentially the third time like he kind of sort of almost died in the first movie then he got snapped away and now that he finally came back you potentially gonna get rid of him again Mm. he's been dead in marvel longer than he's been king in the mcu he's been dead for like five years you know via the snap he's only been king for like two and i'm like yo what we're going to call that a legacy? Like, I think we could do better than that. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, too, like, it would, like, Marvel would be sealing their own fate by not recasting because the title of the movie is Black Panther. <laughs> right, so, right. like, how would you not have, you know, the titular character not be in the film? So, t- that's why I'm of the belief that I think maybe later on down the road because they've already you know pretty much finished production on Wakanda forever but I think that later on down the road there there will be a recast because if Marvel's smart which I think they are and listen at the end of the day it's about making money Mm -hmm. I think they're gonna keep the Black Panther films alive by making sure that that character T'Challa is featured in those films and of course we can talk about you know who's going to take the mantle and different mm-hmm. storylines and all of that but t'challa is forever indelibly printed in the black panther universe so to not have him there is to not have a movie yeah i i look my the reason why i started to get scared was uh i don't know if you guys were uh looking at the uh the drama with letitia wright when uh you know with the anti-vax videos and yeah. the sentiments and um and, and and there has been uh how can i say this there's been more drama than has been reported i'll just say that um mm-hmm. and for a brief moment you actually saw fans turn on her there was a moment i want to say back in december of 2021 where people were like yo recast shuri like you know Mm -hmm. and to me Mm -hmm. i was like oh no because i'm sitting here you know i'm pro shuri i want her to secure the bag you know like girl make your money but uh and don't let the money make you but you know i'm sitting here thinking like oh my gosh look how quickly people are willing to turn on her she ain't even been in the movie yet she ain't even get the mantle yet and i'm sitting here thinking like well what would happen to the next black actor if they don't like him or her you know, like what, like, are we just going to keep doing this revolving door of Black Panthers and stuff? And I'm like, this is why I'm like, let's keep T'Challa in there so we can make sure that it's the focus is not on the mantle because it shouldn't be. It's not. I know the, the the franchise is called Black Panther, but T'Challa's defined it no differently than how Bruce Wayne is synonymous to Batman. Mm-hmm. Other people have worn the cape and cowl, but you don't get rid of Bruce Wayne. You know, yeah. and it doesn't devalue Robin or or Batgirl or anyone else, but you got to have that that anchor as well, you know, and, and hopefully by having that anchor, you don't make other actors and characters expendable in the process. So 
you know, I, I hope that, you know, Marvel does get it together. I know there were interviews from Nate Moore, um, who's like, I want to say like the only black VP, uh, executive VP in Marvel, um, mm-hmm. where they wanted to focus more on Wakanda and making it about the mantle where they would pass it around. I, I just I just disagree with that approach um, because I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's been proven at all, like with movies. Um, but you know, it's something we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Ryan, if you want to chime in on this as well, but, um, the whole Letitia Wright situation to me when it unfolded on social media was kind of gross. I, you know, look, the internet is a really weird place. It's a place where you can celebrate fandom and get a lot of support, like with what's going on with your petition. And then it can be a really ugly place. And I just feel like, you know, in our society, everybody's got their own opinion about things and that's fine. Um, But hopping on this bandwagon to bully people online and when it takes that kind of turn just really sickens my stomach. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I don't agree with her beliefs. She's, you know, Mm anti-vaxxer and she's Christian. You know, Mm -hmm. she, she, those are her religious beliefs. I'm I'm Christian too, but I'm Mm pro-vax. But I I just think that uh, to completely turn on someone because of their, you know, personal beliefs um, is just not right. <laughs> um, and we should separate the art from the artist, unless she's actually done something very harmful to another person. Right. Um, then, okay, sure. Then I would reconsider, but we got to separate the art from the artist when it comes to these types of things. And, uh, you know, I, I think she's since deleted her Twitter uh, and our social media accounts, and maybe it's for the best because it's these days it's not the healthiest place to be. But um, yeah, I, I I don't understand the sentiment of just completely turning against like people were praising and going yes, Queen, you know, to mm-hmm. to Letitia Wright, <laughs> and you know I've interviewed her too; she's great. Mm-hmm. But then to just completely turn on her and be like, oh, we don't need her, recast someone. I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like um, fans and not to make this about race, but then again, making it about race. I don't feel like uh, we we treat uh, white actors in the same way that we mm. treat our black actors when it comes to these things. I mean, look at Ezra Miller. Ooh, like, I was just going to bring them up. I was just going <laughs> to bring them up. Go ahead. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like this you know, this guy's in the, you know, I, I don't even know if they're going to be doing a solo flash movie and man, mm. you can, you can correct me on this, but just seeing this shenanigans mm-hmm. that they have done, you know, and that there's no accountability mm. there, you know, nobody's trying to say recast the flash and all of this. And it's just, it's just kind of crazy that, mm. you know, they, excuse me. Cause I know Ezra goes yeah. by they, them pronouns, that they don't get the um, kind of vitriol yeah. that Letitia got. And all Letitia said was that she just doesn't want to take the vaccine. And right. people are like with pitchforks going right. after her. Right. So like, guys, y'all got to take it easy, mm-hmm. you know? Well, you know, we always have to have like three times more than our counterparts to to get where we want to go. Mm. So, you know, it's it, it always it always goes back to that of, um, you know, why is it always that we have to have the extra step? You know, it's almost like 
she can't share her opinion anywhere online, you know, because of this, you know, the mantle or this character, the, the you know, the vision they have yeah. of how she how she's supposed to act. And, you know, like you guys are saying, not necessarily agreeing with her view on that, but it should be it should be easier to separate her from that character. Like it should be an immediate. Oh, let's recast her. Right. Right. Now, I, I, I agree. Um, you know, by the way, I, I have no problem saying recast Ezra Miller. Um, but, <laughs> man, you, know, you, man, you didn't even think about that. Come on. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> listen, I got zero problem, mainly because right, right. of what you mentioned earlier, Jamie, like accountability. Like uh-huh, there uh-huh. has to be consequences for behavior. Letitia Wright wasn't hurting nobody. No. You know, yeah. she just yeah. choked. Ezra Wright literally punched yeah. someone. Right. Yeah, so, so he gonna have to learn how to keep his hands to Ezra Miller. Yeah, assaulted people, uh, uh, got restraining orders against them, threatening to oh. kill people. He, they are a problem. They are a problem. Recast. What are you gonna do when when the promo the press junkets happen? You yep. know how yep. how do you promote you ask that it. movie? How do like how do you not ask about that stuff? And WB just being quiet. And I'm like, where's all this privilege coming from? You know uh-huh. so. But yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, I, I never really it always made me very uncomfortable that people were so quick to want to, you know, just be rid of Letitia Wright, um, you know, but whew, yeah, the, it's it's different energies for real. Yeah. Indeed. But I am curious, though, E-Man, when you're talking to Marvel, did you figure out where the vibranium was? I did want to ask I, that just before we got I, off this. I, I'm not at liberty to tell. I'm not oh, a yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Well, that's really the only reason I had you on here, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> that's all you we only want about, me for really. my vibranium. I get it. I get it. <laughs> uh, but no, I don't know if you guys want to dive in anymore to like, um, you know, because like we say, always say, Marvel holds the key. They put these people on ironclad contracts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, E-Man, I appreciate it when you did your talk about Angela Bassett saying mm-hmm. this is better than the first film. Um, oh you know, God. we can't really can't really talk too much because she is the queen. You know what you're going to yeah, say? Yeah, I mean, but, listen, you know, I'm I, curious. Look, I, I don't I, I will never disparage the queen. Like never. Right, but right. What what I try to just remind people is that we have to take anything, anything from anyone that is currently under contract with a huge grain of salt. That's all. You know, like I'm not saying she's lying. I'm not saying she's, you know, telling the truth. All I'm saying is. Most actors, if not every actor, is under an obligation to promote the movie or just mm-hmm. not sabotage it. Like, what's she gonna say? Black Panther 2 is not that great, <laughs> you know. Like, she, you know, <laughs> yeah, she, it's true. Not, yeah, everybody under contract is got to be like, it's amazing, it's great, you know. Like, it so I, I can't roll with that and mm. give it more credit compared to somebody who's not attached to the project. And has a different opinion or same opinion. So I just wait for the contracts to expire. Then I want to, then I'll listen. what do you think, Jamie? What do you, what do you want? Besides we talk about the recast, what do you think in the, in uh, what kind of favor we got coming next? Or what would you like to see if we had our Marvel contracts? Ooh, um, like as far as actors and casting. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Or like if you got a plot line, you want to throw out there that you'd be interested oh, in seeing? Mm. Well, you know, I really hope that Michael B. Jordan is brought back as Killmonger because in the Mm, comics, Killmonger is resurrected back to life by Madam Slay. And Mm. I hope that Madam Slay also makes an appearance. That's Mm -hmm. uh, my (laughs) 
my theory and my hope, because listen, Killmonger next to T'Challa was the most popular character in that movie. So, um, I mean, there's so many like catchphrases and memes of Michael Mm -hmm. B. Jordan. I think there's probably more of them than there is of of Chadwick's character. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love to see Killmonger make a return. I'm looking forward to Namor. You know, I I would love to see that. Just reading about their relationship in the comics is fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the great antagonistic relationships in all of marvel Ooh, so yes um, on site on yeah site. i yeah. i really look forward to seeing that and um i'm just happy for my kayla coel like i don't know what character she is playing but yeah. i'm just here for her in any capacity so glad that she is cast in uh wakanda forever and also that we're gonna you know see some of our other folks coming back including uh winston duke so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm uh, excited can I ask? Uh, you you mentioned bringing Killmonger back. A mm-hmm. lot there there there's been a lot of sentiment out there about redeeming him and making him you know like a a, a good Killmonger or or do you want him to come back with that same energy <laughs> of like yo hey auntie you know like wh- wh- which <laughs> which Killmonger are you talking about? Which Killmonger are you? No, I want the I want the <laughs> hey auntie like okay. I want the menacing. Yeah, because Killmonger is I don't even think he was a nice guy in the comics Ooh. from what I yeah. Never. Never. So why would we want to redeem him? Like and there's antagonists and antagonism in you know these superhero movies are always fun to watch and always mm-hmm. fun to unpack. Um and like the fact that we saw him like go against two of them. We, there's also that we saw that moment with claw which man i, I really kind of wish that we saw more of claw to yeah. be honest like yeah. you know i know they killed him off but like damn uh a little early. there's a long history with claw and and t'challa in the comics um so yeah I, I love the fact that we saw all of these additional enemies you know coming after uh the black panther and and hopefully we get that in in the new movie like i said like to see a female villain madam slay would be perfect Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. if they do decide to resurrect killmonger she is you know responsible for that so we'll see but maybe michaela can be here (laughs) ryan do you care which killmonger comes back scared of that uh what if killmonger we got Ooh. I'm like, boy, if they amp, if they, if they amp up, because I thought he was gonna go good, and I was like, oh, okay, like, okay, okay, I like this. And then I was like, mm, nope, nope, because yep. if, if they do this in the movie, I can't. I don't know if I can take it. It's not like <laughs> somebody gonna be Jordan, but I could have punched him myself. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> like, I can't take it. I don't know if it's gonna like. It's it just yeah. I don't know. I might be you know that's me getting into the character too much. You know, I pulled right. it in, but I don't know. I might be. I might be had a fight in the theater though. If I have to, if he go to the next level, I don't know if I can take it. So I might need to bring it down a notch. I'm a little nervous in the in the I'm, second one. I'm I'm just glad that we that we're on the same page because I personally I I am kind of opposed to the whole concept of redeeming villains and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean I think it yeah. kind of sort of worked with Loki just a little bit, but yeah, like yeah. I, I I like preserving you know good performances. Like you would never want to really uh, um, redeem the Joker. Like you want mm-hmm. the Joker to still yeah. be crazy and do yeah. his thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, because to me, Killmonger is like a top five villain in the MCU. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't want to undo that 
just because we want to see him get redeemed or whatever. I'm like, let, even let, though there let, are some people that are like not all the way 100 there, that felt like he was redeemed in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm. Oh, that's mm. there are people yeah. that believe that to some extent, but no, I agree with you. Did I, they see I, the ending? Mouthkin. I know, right? Like, <laughs> did they not realize this guy is crazy? Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I don't, I don't think we should be redeeming villains um, unless they're like anti-heroes, which is a completely different type right antagonistic character and i don't know i would argue to say that loki was never really a villain in my Ooh, opinion i would agree with you that i've been trying to get people to understand that and <laughs> marvel actually retconned it anyway yeah. i think that's something people miss like people miss the fact that um marvel said that the only reason he had those motivations you know take over the world and all that stuff it was because of the mind stone mm-hmm. the mind stone was like just amplifying his jealousy of Thor and just made him do all that stuff. And he, he was just a jealous brother. He, he, he wasn't like evil, you know, but no, I'm, I'm hundred percent with you on that. Um, even though I would say Marvel does need a straight up villain. Like even Thanos didn't feel like a straight up villain, you know, cause hmm. he just wanted to make the universe a better place. Right. Nah, um, when he started that, va- nah, when he started evaporating but, characters, I was off. I, mean, I was off the bandwagon. i'm just just saying in terms of the motivation of the characters right like here okay let me give you a better example marvel needs a joffrey from game of thrones that's a villain you see what i'm saying like there's no one in marvel that you like yo i don't even like the fact that you breathe in you know Mm, like i don't think but you know what i don't think that'll ever happen because marvel is always going to err on the family friendly no we need the marvel we need the marvel after dark listen listen i'm just saying just give me just give me one character that i could you know what the closest one i think that we got to that was actually in the netflix series so it's maybe not canon i don't know however they want to do it killgrave killgrave I mean, my man was literally mentally yeah. raping people. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was somebody I was like, that's the best villain I've ever seen because yeah. I, there's, there's nothing redeeming about him. There's Absolutely nothing not. I can empathize and be like, ah, I kind of understand his motive. No, he's a bad guy. Uh-huh. You know, so I, we, I just, I want more villains like that because the better the villain, the more the hero elevates. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. so yeah. I, I, I'm like, yo, give me that Joffrey that King Joffrey in, in Marvel. So we can really elevate whatever characters uh, to a new level. Oh, can you imagine the next, Ooh, a Joffrey character, the next phase of Marvel. That bill will be turned upside down. Boy. I'm telling, I'm telling you. I want it to happen. I want it to happen, but I hate to burst your bubble. It's just not like, I, I know. you know, like DC. Absolutely. Warner oh yeah. yeah. DC. Yeah. I know problem. They did it last Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they ain't got no yeah. DC. Don't have no problem doing it, boy. Yeah, you'll see those characters, but oh man, Marvel's too wanting to. You know, it, they're under the Disney umbrella, so they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, but uh, then again, they, I mean, they're trying to expand a little bit. They just introduced, you know, the parental controls to introduce the uh, the Netflix stuff to Disney oh, Plus. Yeah, the more mature content. They've made a commitment um, that Deadpool was gonna keep that same rated r energy you Thank know God. i wish they would do that with blade too but you know that remains yeah, to be seen. yeah. um so i'm just saying I, maybe maybe i don't know i'm a, i'm gonna never say never <laughs> never know yeah i you like it know. i like it 
Well, look, let's switch uh, characters real quick, though, mm-hmm. um, in the Marvel Universe, uh, because you talked about your uh, three daughters here, yeah. um, future future blagger nerds in the making, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully what I'm hearing. You got to tell us this cute Spider-Man story, because I was talking to you a little oh. bit before the beginning. You got you to gotta share this, because I think it's so cute. Sure, sure. I actually have a video on it on my YouTube channel, so if anyone wants to follow it, um, just uh, look up uh, Tom Holland helped me prank my daughter. So um, the way it went, my daughter at at the time, she was I think she was 12 at the time. She had never been to a comic convention before. Um, But, you know, she knows daddy does, you know, film criticism and I do events and stuff. So I was like, hey, come on with me. Tom Holland might be in the building and she's freaking out. She's like, oh, my gosh, like Tom Holland. Oh, my gosh. So um, I was like, you know maybe you know he he might be like on a stage somewhere and we'll be in the audience and you, you could wave at him or something right just just kind of setting her expectations right <laughs> so we get there and uh you know i got a little nervous because i had paid for us to take a picture with him she didn't know this so we're waiting in line and i'm sitting here thinking like man i don't want them to be like all right you know line a for pictures with tom holland you know so i'm sitting here freaking out But she is so bored out of her mind because the lines are so long. She ignored everything that was being said. So I was like, all right, that's cool. So we get up to the curtain, right? You know, when you about to meet uh, the the talent. And um, I was like, hey, you know, you know, Tom Holland's like right there. Right. And she's like, no, he's not like we're not. Where's the stage? What are you talking about? I was like, just peek around the curtain. She peeks around and she's like losing her breath. She's like, oh, my God. Like he's he's there. Like Mm -hmm. Tom Holland is there. And I was like, yep, yes, he is. So now it's our turn. We go up to take the picture. She's hyperventilating at this point, um, you know, because like we're two feet away from him. Right. So while she's like trying to collect her breath, I pull up to Tom and I was like, hey, man, I need you to do me this little favor. According to her, y'all are already married. So I'm going to need you to actually make this official and pop the question. So I gave him a ring case with a ring in it. And he he was like, pip, pip, trio, I can do that, mate. You know, and he <laughs> got down on one knee. I posed right next to her. My daughter is still hyperventilating. Her face is shocked and everything is crazy. And the photographer took the perfect picture with Tom Holland on his knee proposing to her. She's freaking out. I'm in the background wilding like, yeah, boy. And um, <laughs> and yeah, like, you know, Aww. to this day, she's got that picture like framed on her wall. Uh, you know, all her friends are like, um, you know, super jealous and happy for her and all that stuff. But, you know, I was like, look, like uh, that Merry Christmas, happy birthday, uh, uh, Merry Christmas right. next year, happy birthday <laughs> right. next year. You know, like I'm done. You know, I, I did it. I'm done. But no, that's that that right there was probably the the beginning of her blurred journey, mm-hmm. you know, to to really have that sensation of meeting well I, for me it'd be like heroes but for her I, i'm assuming it's a little bit different you know with her little uh, boy crush or whatever um but i mean she's been a spider-man fan ever since like you know she's got spider-man all on her wall um she watches like all the marvel stuff religiously at this point uh, i'm trying to get her into anime next but uh that's that's another hurdle uh for another time <laughs> You know, but yeah, you know, I love I love my girls, you know, and um, I got I got two other ones I got to work on. They still on Peppa Pig right now. So, you know, Aww. soon, soon, soon. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you got to love Peppa Pig. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a cool story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, well, you know, the the nerd journey or the blur journey never ends for you, E-Man. You always keep them busy. I'm loving the reviews on YouTube. We talked about your YouTube page a little bit. As we kind of wrap here a little bit, you want to tell us what's, what you got coming up next? I told you that Morbius, uh, I don't want to get you started, but that Mobius, mm. uh, Morbius, uh, I said Mobius. I got to get it right over here. <laughs> Morbius review, heavy rolling. Uh, but yeah, we, we need to have you back. I have just not seen that, that yet. Oh, please the, don't. Yeah, <laughs> the, the reviews. <laughs> please I, don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, went in. I'm just saying, you're not missing nothing. That's all. Oh man, <sighs> they tried. Yeah, they tried. Never, a forever. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, something. Man, that's so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. The actors. It wasn't the actors. No, that's why I appreciated all. your review. It wasn't the actors. Yeah, it's just story. I mean, story writing, directing. I'm like, y'all forgot about logic, like that. It just contradicts itself. Stuff don't make sense. And, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm allergic to nonsense. So, you know, <laughs> you could you could have an entertaining movie. And, I, and I've tried to communicate this to people. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to be entertained by bad movies. We do it all the time. Everybody likes a technically bad movie, you know, but we can't conflate that enjoyment for now nah, the movie's good. No, it's not. You just happen to enjoy it. But it's it. Oh, I don't know. If you like Venom and Venom too, I guess you might like Morbius. But mm, yeah, it ain't for me. Oh, it ain't yeah. for me. And I know I ain't gonna like it. That's yeah, well, <laughs> well, I know I ain't gonna like it. Um, but no, uh, to, to to what you were saying, Ryan. Um, I, you know, I've got a bunch of different things going on. I think the the best thing that we have right now, um, are the uh, Friday Night Lives. So Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time uh, on my YouTube channel, the eFam comes together um, and it's such a beautiful community. I mean, like people have really made legit relationships and bonds and um, like through this channel. I mean, I, it got to the point where I had a married couple come onto my channel and they're they're like great, by the way. Um, and they, they will argue in our chats and. <laughs> just be sources of entertainment and like we just here for it because it's just side comedy like i'm i'm serious like it is i i try to be professional you know go through the news in the week catch you up on the entertainment stuff give you some commentary some stuff like that but just the fact that it's a whole nother level of community on top of that um i don't think you'll find that on any other uh youtube uh channel like out there um, so yeah, Fridays, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You could definitely come and join, have a great time. Uh, definitely something to to relax and uh, you know, just unwind with. Uh, for the Marvel shows and Star Wars shows on Wednesdays, we do live reactions as well, um, where we just react to the episode, you know, give our thoughts, opinions, comments, stuff like that. Um, I've got a couple interviews coming up. Um, uh, oh, in case so anybody listening. I need everybody listening right now to upgrade your life and watch from on epics from it is the best show. Not enough people are talking about on television hmm. right now. Um, I got a chance to talk to um, uh, Harold Pernod, I believe his last name is uh, oh, yeah. pronounced mm-hmm. um, and phenomenal, phenomenal. If y'all remember him from the matrix from lost um, great active, best man, Oz. Uh, Oz yeah. So um, he is doing some great work on that show. That show, by the way, is so 
great. It, it's I can't even describe it because that would be a spoiler. And even when you finish the show, you won't know what's going on, but you won't be able to stop watching it. But I got a chance to uh, talk to him. So I'll be posting that interview on my channel coming up soon. Um, and yeah, that that's uh, there's probably more stuff, but you got to subscribe to find out. If you subscribe, I always like to surprise people with random stuff. So stay tuned. Man, well, I just had to upgrade myself while you were talking because, yeah, I have not heard it from. So oh, <laughs> you will thank me later. I promise you, you will listen, upgrade myself. First five minutes, you will Ooh. know if that show is for you or not. First five minutes, guaranteed on the dot, five minutes. Once you know, Ooh, that, I gotta go check this out because you it's listen, big talk I, when you say first five listen, minutes, though. Listen, you gonna you gonna go email me. You gonna email okay, me. Okay. You're gonna be like, all right, all right, all right, I'm in, I'm in. Promise you. All right, now, E-Man, if I upgrade and hit this first five minutes, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be checking that one out. Please yeah. do. Please do. Well, it has been fantastic to talk with you. Jamie, thank you for joining as always. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for letting me, you know, basically jump in and crash into your podcast. Yeah. Anytime. Crash anytime you want to. Yep, crash anytime. Hopefully everybody upgrades. I don't know about this first five minutes, y'all. I'm gonna try it out. First but we we five. we love we love Emando. So we gotta we gotta <laughs> do it. We gotta do it. <laughs> Thanks again, Eman. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And don't forget, uh, you can go to change.org backslash recast the We are less than 400 signatures away from hitting 60,000 signatures. Wow, wow. Um, it, it's gonna be a great, great goal for us to hit. Um, and you could be a part of that. All you got to do is just sign. It's free. It's super free just to sign. Um, but yeah, but thank you guys so much for having me on here. I really, really appreciate y'all. And I love what you guys are doing uh, with the black girl nerds here. Like it is y'all doing the work and I love it. I love to see it. Thank you, man. Appreciate you having, to, first of all, appreciate you being on the show. Appreciate what you're doing with the recast T'Challa petition and really bringing light to a conversation, like you said, that nobody seems to really want to focus on. Um, so I'm so happy for your success in that. And uh, I look forward to seeing Marvel be, you know, saying, yeah, you know, we, we did our recast and it was because of the recast of Chala petition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thank you for, uh, for coming on our show. And it, it was a pleasure. And please, by all means, like, we'd love to have you back in the future to just geek out over comics and superheroes and all that fun stuff i don't watch anime but you know <gasps> yeah yeah me yeah yeah, yeah. No, both I, of y'all both of us i mean mm. i've seen death a two two a two two oh. yep yep yeah mm. i've seen death note i've seen um oh gosh what's the one wait with, like, wait big... which death note because <laughs> oh the no, well, I've seen both. I've seen this, the Wait, anime. Th- and it's then I three saw... of them. It's three of them. That's why oh, I'm wondering. Really? Yes. Uh, okay. I didn't know that. There's a live action, you know, yeah. a Japanese version, uh, which is cool. The anime is probably the best one. And then there's one that shall not be talked about from Netflix. Yeah. Th- I wrote a review for that one. Um, that was really bad. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. uh, I, I, I guess uh, technically I saw the anime one, but I don't okay. know. I don't know if it's from Japan or not. I don't know. Okay. But it was, it was brilliant. I, I mentioned yes. that because it, I feel like now I need to just start watching more, more anime. I will, um, I will be more than happy to help you and be your guide <laughs> through quality anime because it's, it's, you know, 
all anime is not for everybody. Like, yeah, right. it's got so many different avenues. Some people like the gory stuff. Some like the fantasy stuff. Some like the comedy, you know. So, I, Oh, and Attack on Titan. That's the other one that oh. I've watched, which... I need to finish. That? I haven't finished it, but you you okay with that? Like you sleeping all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I mean that could jack some people's minds up. That's all. It, like, oh boy. You know, I I I, I shed some tears during some moments. I was I, just like, this it's, is it's tough. Emotional. It's tough. Know? And then it's a friend tough. of mine recommended One Piece that I need to watch. That. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Slow down. No. <laughs> no, no. No. See, this is why you let me help you. Let me help you because that. One Piece, you gonna be here forever <laughs> watching all thousand and ten episodes. I know, Lord, a thousand and ten episodes or Listen, something. Listen, that yeah. you gonna need the baby steps. You know, the little capsulated. You know, the smaller anime series, and then you can work your way up to One Piece. Like, <laughs> nah, you can't just go to hard mode that quick. No, okay, that's so the hardcore. All that's right. another level of commitment. You ain't. You don't just jump into that. <laughs> right, because well, I, I threw out no titles, so she's better than me right now. Yeah, like I, I haven't even finished attack. Ryan, I got you too. I got you. Too. Okay, okay, okay. I just making sure because yeah, I'm a real newbie right now. I have no titles to throw for you. Okay, no, that's all good. We, we I got y'all. If y'all, you know what? I'll give you one. I'll give you one. If you want something that is, um, and this is kind of niche, so it, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, assassination classroom. It is hmm. um, a comedy with unexpected drama in it so i think it's a nice way to kind of warm you up where it's got the kooky random stuff of anime but it's still got the heartfelt drama to get me this is one of the only animes that actually got me to shed a thug tear like <laughs> oh, okay you know if you can make it to the end the payoff i think is phenomenal you know assassination classroom um it's a little wild but <laughs> if you could stick with it and just roll with it, it is probably one of the most heartfelt animes I've ever seen and comedic at the same time. All right. I took my notes. I'm, I'm ready go. for it. There you go. I'm ready for it. If you get the thug tear, that's you got me hooked. Matt, listen, <laughs> listen. Had to pull that one back in the socket. <laughs> look i love all this blurred love y'all look we can't even sign off because this is so much know, love, so much we gotta my, talk that's about on me. no that's no me. listen sorry. that's why jb told you to come back look look i got you, you. whenever whenever y'all yeah. whenever y'all just let me know i will be here <laughs> all right bye guys all right bye the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.